Welcome to episode seven of Mac DX. I am Britney Spears Man Crush, Eric Coffin, aka GI Gamer1981. <laughs> and this sexy Stephen King author over here is Trisha Nabara. Uh, we are Mag DX, Middle Age Gamers for Dimension X. Uh, we're gonna get the uh, the promotional stuff out of the way. Uh, Trisha Nabara here, video game console collector and graphic artist for premium edition games. This sexy beast right here has created a sequel for his console collector's field guide. The Video Game Collector's Field Guide, a four-volume condominium packed with nearly 2,400 pages of consoles, handhelds, tabletops, and checklists for thousands of games, both in popular and rare. It will be available in digital and hard copies edition. It is currently on Kickstarter with 20 days to go, 2-0. So please go support his amazing book. You don't have to buy all the books, but it is a la carte. So if you want some Nintendo stuff, you want some Sega Genesis stuff, you have the choice of doing that. Exactly. This episode also is in honor of Luna. This entire oh. episode is honest to Luna. Uh, it's uh, a bar's distinguished cat, <laughs> and uh, she will be sorely missed. And I, yeah, I'm we, sorry. We had Luna that. for about uh, 13 years, and she we had to put her down last week. So, uh, sad day. We knew it was coming. It never makes it any easier during uh, that time. But thank you. I appreciate that. We want to definitely honor Luna and her distinguishedness. I, I always loved coming over and seeing her like not even move like a statue. It was hilarious. I mean, she wasn't always like that, but like it's, you know, it's sad, but it was funny too that she would just sit there like a gargoyle and like, like she would sit like an inch away from the wall and just like stare at the wall. Like, Oh, Luna. <laughs> So today we're going to be doing, uh, you know, our uh, pickups, a bar's night at the movie review. We're also going to be talking about is it rare, and then back of the day bargains, and then a Mag DX retrospective. But basically, we try different games. He's going to select one for me. I'm going to select one for him, and we're going to try them out, and then basically give our feedback on the game. And then basically last week's corrections as usual because we're not always correct on everything. So I like to make sure that we apply that. So first will be pickups. I'll let you start first, sir. Uh, okay. What did you get this week? I actually got uh, three games, um, and I, I hadn't even heard of these before last week. But I was I was talking to our friend Barry Carenza Sexy about Don Ganronpa. I don't know if uh, you I folks do. out I there have that. ever played Don Ganronpa, but it's a uh, kind of a visual novel. But it's a murder mystery. You're teenagers. You're in this unusual situation where uh, you can't escape this high school unless you get away with murder. Uh oh, murder, murder, murder. So, a lot of murders, and uh, you you put everyone on trial whenever there is a murder, and if the murderer gets away with it, then they get to escape. Uh, but if they don't, then they're put to death themselves in a uh, a disgusting, poor, horrific way. Um, it's kind of fitting to who they are, but I'll, I'll say no more there. It's a really cool series. Uh, very quirky, very Japanese, if you couldn't yes. tell already. But anyway, I say that because, uh, I didn't know about these games that were follow-ups by, by the same team that made Danganronpa. Um, and I might be getting this wrong. Uh, so there was another series called 999, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. It's all, also called the nonary games or zero escape it was on the uh nintendo 3ds and the vita um so that team also made another game uh and it's by the same publisher uh named spike tunesoft 
Now there's uh so I'm I'm gonna mix up like which team did which, but I'm going to just go ahead and highlight all three of these games anyway. So that being said, the Somnium Files. On, oh yeah, uh, I see that game. Yeah, so I've got uh, both the first one and its sequel. Um, I'm going to be playing those and uh, definitely going to talk about those whenever I play them because I, I love those style of games. The third one, um, and this is a big box, uh, this was actually the only way that I could purchase it on Amazon. I, I don't know if there's like a standard version, but this is the limited edition um, called Rain Code. Never it comes in a it. giant limited edition box, which I'll probably uh, unbox at some point uh, with the help of Eric. Well, one thing that we had talked about is, uh, you know, not only doing podcasts, but also doing extra content like unboxings. But I always see that people do unboxings by themselves. Uh, I think that's kind of boring. I think it'd be more interesting to have Eric here on, uh, you know, on Skype or whatever, whenever I'm unboxing this. So we can talk about the contents in, in the game. Just, uh, you know, added content. What type well, of game is that? Uh, it's, it's also a visual novel. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, same, same kind of stuff. Uh, you know, like, if, if anyone's ever played 999 or Danganronpa, it's more of the same. Uh, escape rooms, death around every corner, twists and turns, people who aren't, uh, people are not who they seem to be. Um, it's all about that kind of stuff, which is really cool. Very That's Japanese. Awesome. Yeah. So those are my pickups this week. What you got? Uh, I got a few. <laughs> got a <lot laughs> One from you. Besides and I, that Britney Spears really cool. shirt. Hey, this Britney Spears shirt is great. Uh, I uh, I love this game. I was actually deployed when this came out, and uh, I always wanted this big box, and you wanted the lock box uh, for it. So I appreciate you hooking me up with the box for Grand Theft Auto 4. And on I know top why of that, you wanted that box. <laughs> you have to see that on YouTube, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Also, same that. thing with pickups. You need to see what on YouTube. So exclusively on YouTube pickups. You start saying that. Uh, you gave me the robbery bag just in case I want to rob somebody. Yeah. And the soundtrack and the art book art for book. it, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah uh, I've already got uh, all that stuff except for the box. I just didn't need. So, um, yeah, happy to pass those along. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It was one of my I played I played it to death when I was deployed and uh, freaking love it. Mm. Uh, also, I showed you this earlier, but I got I've been trying to negotiate for this hologram. For some reason, it was $150 on eBay, which makes no dang sense. That's so crazy, man. And this is the only one in the card set. I looked it up. It's the only one that was a hologram. And it's a John Claude Van Damme Street Fighter one where he's jumping at uh, Ralph Julia. I, can't, I know you can't probably see that. Yeah, it's a little faded, but yeah, in person it, it just pops like in the right lighting, of course. Any of the, uh, any of you kids uh, who are not fortunate enough to be around whenever holograms were a thing, um, it's kind of like a uh, 3D holographic, like rainbow looking deal. It's pretty cool. Hashtag hologram horror because I am I'm trying to collect as many holograms yeah, as I can. Uh, I got two PS5 games. Uh, one I haven't got to play yet, but I'm interested in it. It's a it's a strategy game, uh, and that's Aliens: Dark Descent. I didn't even know this came out. Uh, I, didn't I went to Target, and it was just kind of hanging there. And it's kind of like uh, XCOM, and oh, really? uh, it deals with it deals with this. 
but they it's a survival horror meets XCOM game and it like mm. you have to learn strategies you have to upgrade your people you have to you get caught in crazy firefights and stuff i'm not big into strategy but i i'm a, I'm a huge aliens fan so yeah. i got a second aliens game for ps5 <laughs> so i thought so that was in, cool. in that game is it just a generic characters or is it actually pulling from the franchise it so it's it's in the future it's past oh, okay. aliens so basically they go yeah. to this planet and they find out that they basically that someone's uh another planet is filled with aliens and they're mm-hmm. trying to the company sends them there to try to stop it you know the company that's always trying to screw them over there's like a sleazy boss in it i, I looked it up online it's like a sleazy boss in it should send you there just like aliens and so i just think it's pretty cool uh i hope we i'll like it i don't know a lot of people said that they they really liked it a lot i'm not a big XCOM fan so we'll see what happens uh, this one, uh, I haven't played it yet. I've heard, uh, it's, it's decent. It's not the, but, uh, Double Dragon Guide and Rise of the Dragons. Oh, heck yeah. You I, got by yours. the way, by the way, Amazon, let me just explain something to you. I pre-ordered <laughs> this the first effing day. First effing day. And then same thing like AEW, Fight Forever. Uh, it randomly said, hey, you need to come online. Oh, we don't know where the game is, so we don't know if we have enough, so you'll have to wait. And it said, like, two months. And then two days later, this showed up in my house, which makes no sense. So but uh, it's it has tag team action, so you can play co-op like that. Uh, they have uh, if roguelike elements are in the game, so you, it'll constantly change and things like that. Uh, 13 unique uh, playable characters and up to two-player local co-op. Uh this one basically includes like a you know sticker sheet and all that fun stuff that Limited Run always releases with their releases. So uh, I'm happy to try that. I'm a big Double Dragon fan, so wherever anyone says Double Dragon, I'm gonna buy it. Uh, this one's a shout out to the Doctor, aka Pineapple Pizza Jeff Gleese. Until you give me that little Samson <laughs> you have, you're gonna be called Pineapple Gleese to this point forward. So everyone, if you see Jeff Gleese, your his name is now officially Doctor Pineapple Gleese. Oh, poor Gesky. DPG. So, <laughs> uh, he, we, I, there was two games I was looking for. Uh, Robocop, which I told you guys last week I found. He went to, I think it's Southeast Game Exchange, I think it is, SCGE or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And he wrote me, and he said, hey, I found, I, I, he, I asked him if he could find two games for me. That was Robocop, which he couldn't find. And then this one, uh, which is my last light gun game I needed for my uh, my PS1 collection. I know people were kind of arguing with me that, uh, and telling me, like, hey, Die Hard's a light gun game, Silent Hill's a light gun game. It's kind of like an accessory. It's not actually like officially like light gun game. Like you don't play with the you can play with the guns, but it's optional. Yeah. Uh, this one is used to used to see in the arcades in the nineties. Used to be connected either with Area Fifty One or a combo arcade, and that's a uh, Maximum Force. And yeah. it's a cheesy midway game. It's just basically like lethal enforcers uh, with terrorism and stuff. So <laughs> really crappy I, uh, graphics from what I remember. The uh, I I, I want to thank Gleese for this. Uh, it's my last light gun game that I have. And uh, until you give me your little Samson, you're going to be known as Pineapple Gleese or Dr. Pineapple Gleese. <laughs> D.P.G. As I'm gonna call you until you give up the. He has three little Samsons. What's that, what's that all about? He's flexing. He's flexing. Gesky is flexing. What's, what's all <laughs> those little Samsons about? He's oh like, my oh hey guys, look at my Samsons. Do I need to frame these? Do I need to act like I picked them up <laughs> off a shelf? Nah, I'm playing. Congratulations, yeah, Gleese. You have three. I have I have a PAL version. So, uh, but uh, he went to SEG and he 
basically, I had two games looking for RoboCop, which I found on my own because for some reason I couldn't find it. And this one, it's from Midway. If you were in the 90s, you played it next to Area 51, or it was a combo. It's Maximum Force. Cheesiest graphics ever. You just fight in terrorism. America, back in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's like Lethal Enforcers, basically. They got, like, you know, people that act on there, and you shoot them and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not bad. It's not great, but... It's the last one I needed, so a subset is officially completed with light gun games and your help with Element or Guild Bolt, which I would have never found anyway. So definitely, oh, that's fine. I was I was happy to give that one up because I, I found that one on the cheap way back in the day. Now the big package. So I got this gigantic box in the mail the other day. Whoa! And I will show you this. Uh, so I found out about this that the oh, the nice. cons the cons got the official box. This is a NECA box. So this is this is Roy's. If you don't know what Roy is, Roy's is uh, from Ninja Turtles Two. It's the pizza they always order from. And there was a guy in there in the show, and I always do B sides for Ninja Turtles, especially for the movies. I have Danny for the original Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. uh, and I got. Uh, and I have one more I have to get. I have to get the scientist, but I did get Kino. If oh, you know dang, it's got a scooter is, and everything. Yeah, if you don't know this, uh, he also was in Surf Ninjas. And also, another fun fact about him, he played one of the original Ninja Turtles from the original movie. Crazy. It also came with a official Roy's t-shirt. <laughs> nice. Uh, just like the old 90s Domino's pizza place with a number on it. Wait, wait, wait. So uh, whenever they were delivering that, um, did they deliver it within 30 minutes? Did you get your money I, back? I wish. I wish I could have got this in 30 minutes. If you don't know NECA, NECA makes up their own time. They're like, you get it when we feel like getting it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't I, get it in 30 years or less, half price. What they like to do with these is that they do bundles. So they do like a T-shirt. They do like basically like limited run does and on certain mm-hmm. releases. And people have been asking about them forever. And it took a really long time to get the licensing done on it. The only ones they haven't done. So, oh, uh, one more thing, too. I'm hoping to get this autograph someday. But uh, Employee of the Month <laughs> with him, which I thought was pretty cool, too. It's it's just 8 by 10 from the movie. Yeah. Uh, but the two they haven't done yet is Tatsu. And uh, there's some issue with his family where they won't release his rights to do a figure currently. And then the scientist and the scientist is the guy that basically helped with Tokon Razar and they made those donuts and stuff. Uh, He's actually getting released with two, uh, two versions of them. The one with the lab coat and one with him when he was uh, pulling the dandelions out where he's all in bright orange. So they're going to have both of those. I'm only going to get one. I think I'm just going to get the lab coat one and uh, kind of push off of the like that. I don't I don't collect all the variants and stuff, but uh, pretty cool. Last but not least, we have our mystery car that we have here. And these mystery cars, we don't know what they are. Abara bought these, and we don't know what color we got. We don't know anything about them. So I'm going to let Abara open his first since he bought okay. these, and we'll see what he gets. Yeah, well, every once in a while during our pickups, I mean, you know, this this counts as a pickup for the week because, hey, we're, we're opening it during the week. Uh, but we plan on getting, like, mystery stuff, uh, blind boxes, uh, maybe a pack of, of, like, retro cards or something like that and opening them right in front of the uh, podcast to see what we get. So let's see what I got here. Ooh, it's got flames on it. 
Oh. Let me take it out of the plastic so uh, we can actually see this on the camera. Shiny. Um, I couldn't tell you what this is. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, it's a, uh, is that? It's a, it's definitely El Camino or something like that. I have I no idea. Well, it's not El Camino. It's, it doesn't have the back here. Uh, I have no idea. Chevelle? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, 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 okay. It says under, uh, underneath. I mean, um, it doesn't say under the underneath. I, you know, diving into my deep knowledge of cars, it's a, a 66 Nova. Mm. Oh, a Nova's nice, too. Yeah. It's every, it's every dad that left the house to go get a pack of cigarettes and never to return. While cranking <laughs> Motley Crew and singing Dr. Feelgood. Of course. All right, let's look at mine. Let's see here. I hope you get a Barracuda. <laughs> uh, let me hold on. Let me see what this is first. I see Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Malaysia's definitely on there. God, what is this? Oh, it's a Mustang. Oh, Stang. Yeah, dude, that's freaking louvers on the back and everything. Is that a boss? <laughs> I think so. Dang, that's nice. This is uh, every middle-aged dad when they get a bunch of money uh, and are f- afraid that their life's going to be over soon. The does old it have Mustang. A hood scoop? It does have a hood scoop. You got a hood <laughs> scoop. It's got louvers. Oh man, it's got everything. This is the this is the total middle-aged dad package right here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's when they you're like, hey dad, you want to go watch? You want to go see something together? Ah, uh, no, nah, I'm going to work on the garage in my car. Or they make you hold the fucking flashlight and yell at you all day. <laughs> Hold the fuck flashlight up. Yeah. But that's all our pickups. Uh, next topic is going to be our favorite one, of course. Abara's Night at the Movies. This last week, he did Resident Evil, Walking Raccoon City. He will have three more movies after this, after his review, that he will choose and select. And he'll watch them and give us a review, our homework assignment on it and review it with us. So what do you think of Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City? As a huge Resident Evil fan, not as big as you, mind you, but as a huge Resident Evil fan, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this uh, movie. Um, Full disclosure, I have not seen a Resident Evil movie since the very first one. Haven't watched any of them in between. So I wasn't sure. That's why last week I was asking, like, where this fell in the timeline. Like, you know, which, which one was it made? And you said it was the latest one made. Dude, this one snuck up on me, obviously, because I had no idea that they made a movie centered around both Resident Evil 1 and 2 meshed together. Yeah. It's so effing good. It hits all of the notes. It's got all of the awesome uh, parts of, like, uh, both of those movies. And it it even throws in stupid crap, like Jill Sandwich. Come on. Come on. That was. I, I feel like this movie it had so I laughed. It's like you took all the cutscenes from Resident Evil One and Two, yeah. you meshed those together, and then you got a sci-fi movie like Sharknado and stuff, and you just kind of threw that together and mishmash. It made this incredible movie. I liked it too. I I actually was really surprised. Even Melissa watched it. She doesn't know nothing about Resident Evil at the time. I'm, She's amazed. The the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking to myself that Natalie would enjoy watching it too. Even though it's about zombies and it's gory and whatever, um, dude, it's so good. Uh, it's it's impressive what they did. Uh, you know, they took 
the storyline from one and two, which uh, were they actually related? I can't re- even remember. Like in in the canon of the games, were they actually happening happening at the same time? So Arclay, no. So Arclay Mountains was where the first facility was. The uh-huh. zombies got out after it blew up, and they went into the city. And then during the city, William Birkin was making the G virus, and then yeah. a bunch of rats ate it when Hunk and them killed him, and then it basically killed the city. So oh, okay. they do have some kind of connection to it together, but like it, like the way they did, I think they just, I think they got scared that it wasn't going to be successful, so they just like we're just going to throw everything at the at the wall for this movie, and hopefully it was like really it. good. Um, I you know like it, it was surprising, especially for anybody who's played Resident Evil One and Two and have preconceived notions about who the characters are. Um, in this one, uh, Chris Redfield and Claire Redfield are, you know, kind of, they don't get along. They haven't talked in a long time. Uh, Chris is, you know, very much uh, straight and narrow, like, uh, um, uh, to the book. Kind Superman. Of a cop. Yeah, Superman, kind of a cop. And then, uh, you know, she is more of a rebel. Um, <laughs> Leon, poor Leon. I love it. <laughs> he's I just love... a total fuck up that's only there because of his dad like is has connections and stuff like that he, he even like shot at somebody in the butt like during training with a live <laughs> round I love about it is that it just if everyone that's like oh Resident Evil 4 it's so great oh my god Leon Kennedy's the best and he they just shit on him the entire time my oh he's scene, such a yeah he's a total F up like my favorite scene is up. him him playing with his Walkman, not paying attention to what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be guarding this police station. And all this craziness is going on behind him, and it's, like, on fire. And then Chief Irons walks in, and he's like, are you going to get a fucking fire hydrant? <laughs> are you just going to sit there? Yeah, fire extinguisher. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's sitting there. I mean, like, a, a literal gas tanker explodes right outside of the precinct. And, like, he's just sitting there on his phone, or on his, uh, fo- yeah, on his phone, like, listening to music and... Stupid man, like it, it's, it, it's walk. It was his walk because he's it's it's oh, it was a walkman. You're right. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's back in the nineties. And damn, Chief Irons was so that dude who played Chief Irons That's was funny. so goddamn funny. Yeah, he he tries to leave the city because he knows what's going on, and then he gets trapped. So he comes back and like locks all the doors so he doesn't get, <laughs> get attacked, which is hilarious. I, yeah. I I think it's a, a solid. Uh, if I had my ratings, you know, it would definitely be a definitely uh, a four four point five out of five for sure. I yeah. watch, I love watching it. It's really really good, and I love that they use the material. The material is a very important piece of it. The very mm-hmm. first Resident Evil wasn't bad. You know what I mean? Like like the one they had originally that came out. But the problem is they didn't use any of the characters that were from you know from the game, which. Yeah. Was a weird pick, but Wes Anderson did make Mortal Kombat, so I understand why they gave him the opportunity to do Resident Evil. So he did an extremely, extremely good job. And you know, coming into this with uh, lower expectations and it like blowing me away, I don't have a bad thing to say about that movie. I mean, the CG is crappy because you know the CG was crappy in in Resident Evil so you can embrace that the jokes are cheesy because you know the jokes are cheesy in Resident Evil so you can embrace that um i i think they took the story like all of the major plot points and they made it in a sensical way and they did a really good job out of it so i'm going to give it a perfect score awesome uh, yeah 5 5 i'd buy that for a dollars out of 5 uh <laughs> it, it, for this week that was an excellent yes. movie 
All right, now it's time to choose your next week's movie. Okay. You have the option between A, B, and C, as usual. And so I will let you choose. All right, well, we're going to go with Bravo this time for the Bravo team. All right. Your movie this week is Alien 3. Oh, snap. I have not seen that. That should so, be good. So he- here's the caveat to this, though. Uh, this includes the 1992 theater release and okay. the one release that did not get made. So it was made, but Fox canceled it, and it and they so they have two different versions of the movie. Which so, one should I watch? Uh, theatrical versions, absolutely fine. Uh, okay. The 2003 version it has some things that weren't completed in it, but if yeah. you're interested in watching it, it's definitely you. You can. It's a good choice because you can pick which one you actually liked because mm. the the original one was the director's vision. The other one was what Fox kept running in and saying, hey, this needs to be changed. This needs to be done this. This is the way it should be. Yeah. And so there's two versions of it. It's up to your option, what you want to watch. I won't force you to watch both of them. Just uh, let me know which one you, you decide to watch. And well, I, I think I've already made up my mind which one I'm going to watch, and it's and I'll tell you why. Uh, you, it's, you know exactly what my favorite movie is. Yeah. What is it? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. There are two different versions of that movie, and the added content is way better. So I'm gonna go with the added content. Okay. Yeah, this is a. It's a. It's a. This one's pretty cool. Uh, you'll definitely like the camera angles that they use in the movie because you mm-hmm. get a first-person perspective from the alien, which is really, really cool. I won't spoil the rest of it for you, but really, really cool. Uh, it does have a lot of emotional things going on in the movie too, so you'll definitely, uh, definitely enjoy that. And we will hear about this next week. Alien 3 is the choice, and so I will give that to you on Saturday during the international meet and greet of the Collector's Foundation. (laughs) (laughs) So you said first person. That makes me think of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Doom. Is it like that? Uh, No. What's really cool about it is that, you know, like how the alien goes on the ceiling, and I'll just give you a little bit like that. You can watch it from, like, upside down, like the alien stalking the people and stuff, which is really cool. Uh, there's a lot of weird characters in it. They're from they're in jail, like in the theatrical version. They do a lot of inappropriate <laughs> things in the movie. I won't spoil it, but yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. I just uh, realized I that uh, I, two weeks in a row, I'm I'm getting movies with jump scares. Yes, <laughs> this one is going to be really good. <laughs> My heart me. can't take it. You know I'm old, right? <laughs> you gotta take those pills. <laughs> All right, so we we had a topic that me and you were talking about, and uh, I you were laughing at me because I I don't think anyone uh, ever thought about this. I feel like I'm in the Matrix, and I feel like I just unplugged because I didn't. I thought of something that I never thought of before. What makes it rare? Like a video game, a vinyl, a like this. There's always this issue that I have with it is where. People like it's like Marilyn, the Marilyn Manson story when when he removed his two ribs. Every person in the every kid in the world in the 80s and 90s have heard this story about Marilyn Manson taking off two ribs to do some business with his penis. It's just the way it is. (laughs) Everyone heard it. I know this. So this is how I feel that the collector's realm is going. There's always these people like, oh, Little Samson's rare and Hagane's rare and this is rare. Oh, this is a blockbuster exclusive. They only had these. But the funny thing is, is that there's a million different blockbusters. There's a million different stores. Every place buys these games and had them. 
So I'm like, so who's this mystery person? Is it Jim from Reddit saying, oh, well, actually, it's really rare. It's 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 a variant or this stuff like like uh, No Man's Sky, like you brought up to me. Like, I didn't even Mm -hmm. know that it was like a variant. Oh, is that going to make it more money? Resident Evil Revelations has a has a typo on it. Revelations or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's just weird to me that that who who has the data for this? Are you just making some of as you go, or do you have actually concrete data that's showing that this is rare? The only rare game I ever I, I would ever call rare is Nintendo World Championships. Mm. I wouldn't even call stadium events that because literally I can go to every convention and see a stadium events or a Nerf Bound or a Chrono Trigger, which I don't know understand or why there's thousands of stamps like that. It's uh, it's crazy. Jack's Brothers might be a different story. I understand that no one really played the Virtual Boy. That's an understandable thing. But what do you think about it? Um, I think I think it's it, you're right to be um, kind of confused about like why people call certain things rare, and why 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 do we you know even if something is rare why are some things worth more than others? Because um, you know you got a crappy game like Stadium Events that was only in a test market. It's like the shittiest game ever. Why do you even want it? I mean, yeah, I understand like NES collectors, they a purist says that it's part of a full set, but at the end of the day, like, is it really worth it? Um, I wouldn't pay that much for it. Um, as far as like rarity goes, you know, and we can get into like limited run and their uh, like built in rarity. At the very beginning, they were only doing print runs of like fifteen hundred games, one thousand right. games. Yeah, and that's known. Um, yet, I mean, like, I'll admit, I, I bought Breach and Clear on the speculation that it would be worth more someday, and maybe it will be whenever Vita collecting uh, hits a fever pitch, because that's part of the the library, and maybe it'll follow suit of um, uh, Stadium events, which. You know, no one knows how many copies are actually out there of stadium events, but we know that 1500 breach and clears exist right now. That game's sitting at like 150, 200, $250. It's not that much, but there's only 1500 copies out there. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think about limited rares? I mean, excuse me, limited run and their, their like, uh, supposed rarity and, and why. Those games that we know that uh, there are only fifteen hundred of, why are those not spiking in price? Just like uh, other classics, because I feel like this. This is why I feel like it goes on, and I hate to say this, and I'm sorry, I'm going to piss a bunch of people off about your rarities and all your things like that. I don't believe anything's rare. To be honest with you, it's either someone that doesn't have knowledge that makes up something so it seems like it's more valuable. The other thing that happens is, is news groups. Oh, Nintendo. Uh, enthusiasts, look at this. This is this this game sold for a million dollars right now. Nintendo mm. powers are going through the roof right now, which no one even knows right now. You know what's going on? They're going to CGC and they're putting them on there, and they're like, "Oh, this is a sample copy, and it's a nine point eight, and blah, blah blah." I I don't understand that portion of it either, because how many nine point eights are out there? How many nine point fives? All that stuff. It, it is funny you mentioned Nintendo Power because I ju- I was just looking on eBay at prices of graded Nintendo Powers. There was a nine point four that sold. Uh, I think it was a Canadian auction 
but it it sold for the equivalent of thirty four thousand dollars. Holy Here's the hell! Thing. But you don't know that if someone's manipulating that. That could be some guy like that's True. working with him to get the price up. Here's the thing: I have the very first Fun Club magazine, which should be the most rarest thing ever because yeah, it was flipped over. It was mailed just a yeah. pamphlet, and the Nintendo Power One. By the way, there's two versions of it. There's a free sample and a poster. Free poster it says on the outside of it. Yeah. The sample copy was only in New York. The poster was everywhere but people were trying to make it speculate that that's the same amount of cost it's not and that's what i'm saying we've literally gone to game stores right where people will run their mouths about something that they don't know and it really irks me because you're 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 putting out false information to people that may not have the knowledge and they assume that that's worth that much money why is rule of rose worth a bunch of money you know what i had that the bx the bx had Thousands of copies of Rule of Rose. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, now it's a rare game. Kuon and all these other little rarities. And that's what I'm saying. I think there's resellers and people out there that are influencing the market, aka YouTubers, aka freaking resellers, aka people that are trying to position their stuff because they bought a game and they don't want it. They, they treat them like stocks. And they want to treat them like, oh, I got to get this money up on it. Because even like, I no offense to Reggie. I love Reggie. I love Metal Jesus. But look how they influence the market when. They say something about a game. Immediately, that's, people that's like, a really I good point. It. And you know, maybe they maybe they aren't doing it uh, nefariously. I you know, I'm going to no, give them the benefit so. of the doubt. Correct. But they know the influence that they have on the market because they have so many followers. Um, like you were saying, you know, back in the day, how did these stories get out there? How how is it that everyone heard these stories pre-internet, mind you? Like what? What is like someone calling around to like every city and telling the story and then getting around? I mean, was it printed in some magazine somewhere? Uh, maybe, maybe that's where it came from. But these things start somewhere. They're perpetuated by, uh, you know, some someone who's popular who has influence, and then people just believe what they believe without uh, looking it up or, or maybe without in any sort of merit. Um, it's unfortunate, but I understand why it happens. Um, does yeah, and and again, does it make it rare? You know, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But to your point, like these, I, I know for a fact that like PlayStation and Nintendo, they have a certain amount of demand for print run. Um, so there's absolutely a, a bare minimum that are out there. Uh, there. <sighs> there are only certain circumstances where I can understand where something is rare, like stadium events being pulled off of the shelf. Sure. Uh, I I've got a copy right here on my shelf of Tetra, um, Toshiba Tetris. That was for the new one. You could only get that game by mailing away for it. If you had a, Tos- a uh, Toshiba new console. Yeah. And hardly anybody did. So I can understand why that one's rare. Um, but, you know, anything that was like mass produced, like, uh, you know, Panic Restaurant or whatever, something that was on the shelf that you could buy in a Toys R Us, that you could buy in a KB Toys. I don't understand why those are going for the prices that they are, because, you know, they're good games, but they're uncommon. They're not rare. I could say the whole step line of everything. I'll tell you this. Storage Wars came out, American Pickers came out, and Pawn sure. Stars came out. Yeah. 
those three, everyone started watching that show in popularity, right? And then we went into the Game Chasers. The Game Chasers did the first one ever, the first one that went crazy, where he goes to a store, he looks in the thrift store, and he pulls out a little Samson and goes, this is the rarest game on the Nintendo. No one knew about that at all. Like, that was the yeah. rarest thing in the world. That, that might have been the, the point that where that started. And then there's also what happened is RetroWare, when they were all combined together and they're making all those videos and saying it's rare this and it's rare that and all this crazy stuff. And people just got influenced. Why did, uh, say for the angry video game nerd got so popular? Why did NES get so popular? Because he made those videos. And they're just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta laugh about Karate Kid or Friday the 13th or Jaws or Top Gun when I crash a million times. <laughs> and that's what I get irritated with. The only thing I want to tell you guys is you got to check your knowledge before you buy it. Uh, I've done it. Don't get me wrong. I bought a Hagane for $400. I've done it. I've, I've actually fell for the, the, the FOMO shit and all that type of stuff. L- bought into something. Like, someone said it was a Blockbuster exclusive. And then I, was, I met another guy when we were at MGC, and he's like, no, I actually bought mine in a store. I bought mine yeah, actually which... in a store. Crazy. And so so it's, it's a false rumor. Final Fight Guy, it's a whole different story. That was yeah. never released to the public. That's what I would consider rare. But yeah. everyone, if you go on eBay, by the way, once you have some fun, everybody, you can go on eBay, type in rare, and you'll literally see every single million item on there rare. Like the TVs, are the blue TVs right now, they call them retro and rare. Every R in the book is trying to make some kind of money go up because they know people don't have knowledge. And like Amazon, for example, they, they have their own like side stores and they actually like hope that you don't know the knowledge so you'll buy it for that price because you want it yeah it's just make sure you take care of knowledge if you don't if you use your knowledge you won't have these prices going through the roof not everything is rare yeah um it i wish i could remember i know it's on a sega console and it's uh it's either sega cd or sega genesis but there's actually a frankenstein game um marry something's frankenstein or whatever uh that on the box it says that it's a rental exclusive. Why isn't that one worth anything? Correct, because no one wants it. Everyone wants the popular ones. Why is Earthbound four thousand dollars? No, I've but, always seen that everywhere. But I guarantee, everywhere. as soon as like you know, someone like Reggie or Metal Jesus makes a, a video highlighting this uh, this Frankenstein game, everyone's gonna go and try and get it, and it'll probably spike. Correct. It, it is all about influence. It's influence across the whole board. Why do resellers buy up certain games and then all of a sudden they go rare? Like, for example, there was like that, that you know, the Devil's Third. All of a sudden, oh, that was rare. But guess what? They had two print runs. And yeah. you know how much Nintendo makes for, you know, print runs. So I don't mm. understand how that's even rare. It's just, I don't know. I get really, <laughs> I just get really annoyed about the topic. But who's Mr. Rare? Who? Who's the guy rare out there telling everyone, hello, kids, I've flown in. By the way, this challenge set for Super Mario Bros. 3, it was only in the Nintendo console box. So that means you it's worth a bunch of money. All right, we're going to go to WADA, and we're going to put it in a piece of plastic, and it's going to increase it even higher. I can't wait to do that. <laughs> and it's and, and you see what happened with WADA. Now they, they, they're not credible. Now everyone's going yeah. to CGC, yeah. and they're like, well, they did comic books. You're paying a person $50. Like, I understand, like, a one-time thing. Like, you got a game that you cherish and love. Mm-hmm. Totally understand that. But literally paying 50 bucks a piece to ship it into somebody to tell you a number and ship it back, and yeah. you think that's because it's going to be rare? 
uh, no. What, what drives me crazy is the people who actually like send in their CIB copies to get graded. Ugh. What is the point of that? It's open, and all of you, all you've done is just made it unplayable now. Yeah, like it's already open. Why? Why do you need a graded, complete in box copy? What? It's it's just dumb. I can't wrap my head around that one. And that's what I'm saying. It's it's the honest truth. No one knows what's actually rare. People just make stuff up as they go. We have a guy that does variants all the time. I wouldn't know anything about the variants if it wasn't he does he knows his research. He does his research on it. He knows like the barcodes, mm-hmm. he knows the things like that. That's an expert. Okay. I'm not gonna believe I ain't gonna believe uh no offense to game chasers. I, I love watching their stuff, they're super funny, but I ain't gonna believe Billy because he pulled a freaking little Samson off the thing and our dinosaur peak at a video game store and those are the rarest ones now everyone that they actually did in their first shows you realize they're they're through the roof now dinosaur peak box adventure and little samson you know uh, it's it's not definitive but there's got to be something to it um it didn't it didn't come out of nowhere it's uh you know back back to the <laughs> back to the Marilyn manson rib theory i mean like it started somewhere and it uh, it propagated somehow, and now it's everywhere, and everyone believes these things to be true. What's um, so funny about that is yeah. I lived in, I lived in D.C. and heard this right, and then I went to Arizona, and a person that was in my class like, dude, did I had a Marilyn Manson shirt? He's like, dude, did you hear about the guy in the roots? I'm like, you guys heard that that stuff too? Is that real? And like, well, oh yeah. Another, I was talking to Natalie about this, like, you know, in Nebraska. And in California, I, I grew up in California. She grew up in Nebraska. You grew up on the East Coast for a little bit. Yep. Okay. Have you heard those stupid, like, uh, the diarrhea songs that we would sing in, like, yeah. freaking second grade? Yeah, so had she. So had I. How yeah. did that get across the country? I, I don't know. So it was probably funny. And then, like, I'm going to steal that, and I'm going to go there. That's how it happened. Like, some dude was probably smoking a cigarette and was like... <sighs> Did you know Meryl Manson pulled two ribs out to suck his own penis? And they're like, really? And then they go tell somebody, and then they go tell somebody. It's like that, you remember that, uh, like that Wayne's World where he's like, and then some, and then some, and then some that keeps expiring out of control? That's what it was. That Like, all these crazy rumor mills. Yeah, so you know? bottom line is, you know, uh, if if someone tells you something is rare, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's rare. If, if someone says that it's worth a million dollars, <laughs> Wada, uh, it doesn't mean that it's worth a million dollars. Um, y- you know, uh, you, you got to see if they have ulterior motives. Wada heritage heritage auctions allegedly, and um, and, and yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta see through that bullshit sometimes. Yeah, and like I said, I don't know who this uh, super rare guy is, but he needs to stop and please unplug yourselves you're not in the matrix with all your rare collections you need to look into things first and also another thing that i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this if you are on ebay and you're selling stuff do not put make offer and then offer me a dollar off something because (laughs) you think it's a fucking rare it pisses me off beyond no recognition oh I, I offer you five dollars less, and you're like, uh, fifty cents. And then I one time also did the same bid with fifty cents, and he got really pissed off. Hilarious, yeah. but yeah. Let's get away from that. Let's go. Let's do some fun stuff. Uh, back in the day bargains. Uh, and what we mean by this is is basically, 
I know, it, like we were talking about right now, how the prices are through the roof and it's rare and all these other things like that. But back in the day, when we first started collecting, no one was really interested in it. No one was really doing these things. And we thought we would tell some funny stories about us getting there was there's no collecting by the way no collecting at all it was just kind of like oh i'm getting a deal for these things i get to enjoy them again and those type of things like mm-hmm. that so we're gonna start off with abara uh do you got any uh funny like uh collecting bargain stories from back in the day i don't know about funny but it, it just makes me sad now to be honest because <laughs> like this stuff doesn't exist anymore i've i've said this ad nauseum um uh you know like back when the NES and Atari and whatever were thing, they were just toys, guys. They weren't collectibles. They were just toys. And when people were done with their toys, they wanted to get rid of them. So that's how they ended up at garage sales, et cetera, et cetera. It wasn't until the secondary market opened up and all these collectors started uh, going crazy that um, prices really started going through the roof. So back, you know, in the 90s or 80s and 90s, you could go to garage sales and uh, actually find some pretty cool stuff. Um, I got my Rob the robot at a garage sale um, in Fortuna, California. I was actually uh, it was while I was in the Air Force, but I I was like visiting my parents. Uh, I think it was like early 2002. Um, somebody just uh, had the box out out there in front, and like Rob had never even been touched or taken out of the box. Um, and she just said, uh, make her an offer. I, I offered her 10 bucks and she took it. So I've got a Rob now for 10 bucks, like pristine, like never used. How much would that be nowadays? Because everyone thinks that everything is worth money and rare and, and whatever the, uh, the internet is at your fingertips. There are websites like eBay and, um, price charting and whatever telling you that they're worth a certain dollar amount. So no one's really out there uh, looking to give you a bargain anymore. They're trying to maximize the profits, which is fine. Um, but it's not fine for collectors because, you know, if you don't already have a, an established collection like uh, the two of us, then, um, man, I feel sorry for you because uh, you better be a freaking rich motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's uh, out of reach now. The so like for me, for example, uh, you're talking about eBay when eBay was at its beginning. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I had a friend that was in the dorms when I was in the Air Force and he was buying a car and I watched him. He's watching the bid go down and I literally watching him like trying to like the, you can see the dollars going back and forth like a piece and he's doing the thing. And he won and he was so excited. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I, and I didn't know anything about eBay. But what happened was. I, uh, funny story when I, when I got in the military, when you get in the military and you go to basic training, they put money away for you, right? It's like three or $4,000 back in the day when, when we were young, we didn't make a lot of money. But when I got to my first base, the first thing I did, I bought an HP purple computer with all yeah. decked out. Mm-hmm. I bought, I bought a Dreamcast with Blitz and, uh, Code Veronica. And then I bought a, a a GameCube, a TV, and then Luigi's Mansion. I literally just just cleared out my thing. I had to eat at the chow hall for the for the entire month <laughs> because because uh, I basically spent all my money, and then I wanted to pay it off with the next paycheck. So I I did it with both, and uh, I started playing this thing called Nesticle, 
And if yeah. you know what it is, it was it was a, it was an NES emulator that basically had hairy nut sacks at the yeah, top. Yeah, it was of the its screen. icon. Yeah, it was its icon. So I started going down a rabbit hole of like emulators and things like that. And then I was like, dude, I was like, I took the eBay and the eBay had like a lot of cheap stuff. So I just started going on there at first doing it. But then Amazon came alive during that era and they had those those third party stores. But what was great about the third party stores was I could I could find out who they were and I can call them on the phone. Hey, what else do you have? And I'll take it. And then when I used to go home to Arizona, I used to go to the same stores I had. I walked out. This lady had a dresser full of NES games, like a dresser, like a huge dresser. And I was like, I'll take all those games. She's like, oh, well, are you gonna, you know, I don't have no bags for them. Do you want to take the dressers? I was like, yeah, sure. And just walked out <laughs> with the dresser. My yeah. Dreamcast games came from a person overseas. He had a, almost a complete collection of Dreamcast games. And he was just like, ah, 30 bucks. Yeah, because they were toys to him. He, he just wanted to get rid of them. And then Abara's favorite story that I did, yeah. I was I was deployed once, and uh, I used to uh, use phone cards. Used to call back to the states, and I would call back to the states, and I would call the I would buy stuff on Amazon, and I would have them shipped to Germany. That's where I was from, <clears throat> and so I literally like use these phone cards. And I would call the stores, like, "What else do you have? I'll buy it. You know, work it out. We'll we'll, we'll I'll wire you money. I'll send credit card, whatever. Do blah blah." blah. And uh, I was gone for a year. When I got back to Germany, I went to my mailbox, and by the way, the mailbox place was probably as small as my room, and uh, I handed him my slip that I had in there, and the guy like looked at it, and he was like, oh, there's the guy, and he's like, hey, that guy's here, and I was like, uh-oh, what does this mean, and this, I won't say the rank or the name or like that, this, this really high-up person came over. And was like, look at this room. And I had literally the whole like right side of the the post office. He's like, we have families here. They have to get packages for Christmas and birthdays and things like that. And you took up the whole side of this mailbox for a year. He's like, you're banned from all packages from now on. And he's like, you need to get all this stuff out of here. By the way, I had a small BMW. So I had to take four (laughs) trips. And I'm talking about it was filled. I'm driving with boxes on my chest and back and all that stuff. I had to drive them all back. And dude, I literally had like a Christmas day, like where I was just cutting stuff. Oh, that'd be so much fun, man. I didn't remember what I bought. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is this. Oh, this is this. Oh, yeah, I remember when I bought this. And it was just, just ridiculousness. But that's what I used to do. I used to call stores that just wanted to get rid of stuff. I got that sealed Castlevania from one of those things that I gave you. The, the Mega yeah. Man X I have sealed. The Sonic 3, the Echo the Dolphin. I, I honestly hits. might actually send that one to CGC to get uh, graded. Just because, you know, that, that one's meaningful to me. That Castlevania. And also, my other hustle was I would put, I would go on Craigslist. I would do newspapers. Like I, if I went to a base, I'm like, hey, if you're if you're trying to get rid of this stuff, and people used to hand me stuff, like I don't want no money. I'm just like, here you go, take all these boxes. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like that now, nothing like no, that at all. Yeah, everyone, uh, you know, like has their hustle. Everyone views it as uh, a second form of income um, by like flipping shit. So. I, I've, you know, just like you, I, we, we used to make the rounds at like thrift shops and, um, like all sorts of stuff. And I, I just don't do that anymore. I don't troll Craigslist. Like I used to, I used to all the time, man. Like I was on Craigslist 
constantly and uh you know just trying to like uh get like the you know as soon as someone like posted something i'm like hey i'll take it i'll take it it's like uh that playstation 2 cabinet that retail cabinet that i got that was down in uh texas and dude only wanted 40 dollars for that i wouldn't have got it unless i was like on the ball but uh nowadays yeah you're not gonna find anything like that Everyone's like competition. There was a free NFL Blitz arcade. Mm-hmm. It was free. The guy picked it up and then he put it right back on. He put it right back on the marketplace. Same one, everything. I looked at the serial number and he put it up there for like a thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't win. But I can't say on Craigslist. I got my my mini play choice and my play choice ten from there. You were there for that. Yeah, but incident. how long ago was that though? You know that doesn't happen now. So that was. That's when I first got here. It was like 2010, I think. Yeah. When I got uh-huh. got those. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost just, 15 years ago. I'm just too old to to go out hunting. I like going to game stores and supporting like the the mom and pop shops. I hate having to look out. But also, I'm in this weird thing too, where I hate certain collectors now. There's certain yeah. people that are just rub me the wrong way that are not like. I, I hate to say it. I ain't trying to sit on my soul box, but not good collectors like us, where we try to help each other out. We try to. Hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see this? Know, they're more yeah. like, I'm going to take all these games and they're mine and I'm going to hold on to them and I don't want to share. It's like they go to a buffet and try to eat up all the food and don't share with anyone else. It just mm-hmm. sucks. It, yeah, I think it's a combination of two things also on top of that, which is a good point. Um, I think, yeah, uh, like uh, Danny Glover, too old for this shit. Um and number two, we we have established collections and we have everything that we re- really want. Um, right. So every, everything everything now is just icing on the cake. Bonuses. Um, but uh, we we really did as collectors grow up in the exact right time, um, because we we have everything that we wanted. And we didn't have to like uh, you know become poor for it. Yep. Um, nowadays. I mean, you know, you got your play choice 10 sitting, sitting off in the corner there. I got my play choice 10 behind that door. I mean, how fucking lucky are we? Yeah. Though the, the, the mini one was crazy. I mean, like I told you yeah. I, went to, I went to Kansas city and so just insane, to tell dude. you guys a, a small story. I, I went to worlds of fun in Kansas city and this guy and me were talking back and forth from Craigslist for a few weeks. I said, if you hold it for me, I can, I'm coming out there. He's like, no problem. And then I didn't realize that there was a pizza. It was a shopping mall that was supposed to be made. It, it basically, what happened was it went bankrupt prior. This guy was building the whole thing and these franchises went in and the franchises are not there. You buy the, you buy the name basically. So this pizza restaurant was, he was, they were going to tear up the land to do crops. And he's like, hey, uh, he took me in this abandoned pizza hut. And all the stuff was new. The mm-hmm. the booths, the lights, the big red cups from back in the day when it said Pizza oh, yeah. Hut on them. I need some the, of those. I want those I got, bumpy cups, man. I got so many of those cups. <laughs> so many. Uh, they're in they're in uh they're over at uh, uh Joe, my father-in-law's uh storage bin. Oh, uh, I sold the light, uh, but there was a play choice 10 mini, which is the rarest one of them all. I hate to use the rare word, but yeah, the they didn't make off. a lot of their, their, they were made for bars and uh, they couldn't really put those in bars. So they put mm-hmm. them in pizza huts and it was in the box, never touched. And it had games and everything. It's awesome. Crazy stuff. All right. All right next one we're going to talk about is uh, the mag DX retrospective. Like I said earlier, 
uh, we had this idea, uh, kind of like like a Bar's Night of the Movies, where instead it would be both of us. He there's certain games I don't like, certain genres I don't like, uh, and the same thing goes across to to Obara. So like we thought, what a great concept of just uh, trying new games, and maybe it changes our perspective, your or changes your taste in video games. So uh, I'm gonna go first because you're gonna get really upset with me, uh, but I don't care. Oh, no. I went easy on you. Oh, no. I didn't go easy on you. It is time, <laughs> sir. It is oh, time. Come on. It is time. It is time. Oh. Castle Yellow is out, and I know you have it at your house, so you can play it on the Xbox. Is it too late to quit this podcast? <laughs> You're going to play this game. So if you don't know what Castlevania Lords of Shadow is, it's basically like if you mix uh, Castlevania characters oh. with God of War. You love God of War, and you will love Castlevania. <laughs> uh... Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, Patrick Stewart is the narrator for this movie. Uh-huh. Engage. Uh-huh. And so you, I, when, you, when you first said this, I was like, I know what game I'm picking immediately because he tries to avoid this like the plague. I've actually bought this game for him. So he has one and two. So he's going to play Xbox version of Castlevania, uh, Lords of Shadow. Oh, it is time for joy. I can't wait. wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Hey, okay, so uh, uh, maybe on the the case. What what year did that come out? By the way, let's see here. Uh, it was also made by your boy uh, Kojima. Yeah, it was. Well, no, no, his team was a part of it. Kojima, I highly doubt had anything to do with that. So when when collecting died, uh, two thousand ten. Twenty ten. Okay. Twenty ten. Keep in mind, folks. Twenty ten. Listen to this. Twenty ten. Is the last time that Konami made a Castlevania game? Uh, they made Lords of Shadow too. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to count those, and, Mer- a- and Mercury Steam, by the way, the ones that made uh, Dr- Metroid Dread, yeah, they did these games. Yeah, true. But yeah, that—that's how much I've been starved as a Castlevania fan. Yeah, okay. They had that like Apple Arcade crap that they came out with too. Um, that counts, but seriously, like they've they've had all these like collections that have come out lately, but nothing new. Reinvent that shit, please. Two D, two D. I I I have to stress two dimensional Castlevania. Uh Dead Cells just came out with something. That was DLC. That doesn't count. That's just <laughs> that's just characters. That's not a Castlevania uh, game. Bloodstain came out too, and that was actually made by your boy. Oh yeah, but that's not a Castlevania game. Uh, Metroidvania. Uh, that's like me saying the the Metroid Two game that they made on the computer and got banned by Nintendo wasn't the official remake for that game. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I get you, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, you know, same artist, same uh, uh, composer, and and all that good stuff. So, yeah, oh, Bloodstained was a very good substitute. Yeah. There you go. I know. There you go. It was a good substitute, but there's nothing like my my beloved franchise of Castlevania, and Konami shits all over me for it because that was the last one that they did, Lords of Shadow, which I'm not a secret. I'm not a fan of. Anyway, okay. So so I, I will tell you the the uh, the runner up was uh, Metroid Two: Return of Samus because you said you weren't able to beat that game. Uh, yeah. But well, I didn't want I, I didn't want really fun. I didn't I didn't want to frustrate you. So I thought I would frustrate you even more with Castlevania Lords Shadow. That actually, 
You know what? Uh, dude, I have my original copy of, of Metroid 2. I wonder if I still have that save file. I mean, it could be on there. Maybe we'll do that for the next one. that battery isn't dead, because I bet that save file's still on there. Yeah, and, and if not, you can... Uh, what is it? Uh, the uh, Retron 5, you can you can uh, save on there, too. Mm-hmm. All right. SD well, uh, it's an awesome game, but you may actually hate me for this. Um, the Binding of Isaac Repentance. You gave me one of those. I have the, uh, I the know, Switch version. But have you beat um, Greedier Mode? I have not. Okay, you have to beat Greedier Mode as any character you choose. Okay, I will try I, that. Yeah, so greedy mode for those or greed mode for those who are who are not uh, familiar with the genre or the the game um, takes the the core gameplay but kind of limits you um, in uh, in a fashion that's not like part of the core gameplay. So there's a store in every single level. You have waves of enemies that you have to beat, and you have to purchase your power ups. And you have a finite amount of money. So you have to, there's a lot of luck involved, but there's a lot of, you have to maximize your skill and the synergies that you know about those, uh, those items that you can pick up. So it really tests your knowledge and your skill when it comes to the Binding of Isaac. It's not an easy mode to beat, especially greedier mode where you have to beat uh, super greed. Oh, yeah. no. The problem with me is I'm not really good at twin six shooters. I I used to like Xeno Crisis and stuff. Oh my god, I'm so terrible. Super Smash Bros. Shoot them up. Oh, that would have been that would be that'll I, be next, I, that'll be next week. I think next week for you is going to be Metroid Two. I think I think I think it's time for you to beat that game. Either I, honestly, I'll, I'm probably right at the end too. Either either Samus Returns on the 3DS or the OG one. I would rather beat the OG one just because I mean it would close a chapter in my life. But you'll have a week with the game. Uh, Fridays will be the day that you play them. Okay. And then we will come back and talk about it for the following week. But boy, I am so happy that I finally got a way to get you to play this game. <laughs> that was a sneak attack, man. I wasn't expecting that shit. I wasn't going to say a word because Castlevania, I knew Castlevania Lords of Shadow. It's a Castlevania. Lords of shit. I don't know if you see it, but it says Konami on here, so it means that it, it, it was made. It's made with this plastic was made with great Palinko machines, so you know <laughs> that's a good thing. Did you hear about that, by the way? Did you hear what happens to those machines? I was watching a John Riggs video, and this guy was telling some interesting topics. They can't. So Japan has a certain time where they have to gamble. Uh-huh. They can like they can't call them a gambling, but they can only use them for a certain amount of years. So the only thing they can do with the Pachinko machines is that either they have to ship them to the U.S. Or they have to destroy them after a certain amount of time they use them. That makes sense. Because they don't want to use them as gamblers. That, uh, that explains why uh, so many U.S. companies uh, do resales of um, of those uh, pachinko machines. I've actually bought a couple of them myself. Yeah, I, I, I would love, I would love, I would love a, I would love a Metal Gear one for sure. Wish that I hadn't got be. rid of mine. To be honest. Speaking of Konami, Konami, uh, if you want to send me a Pachinko machine with Metal Gear on it, you know, you know where you can find me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, uh, last week's corrections. I currently don't have any corrections. Do you have any corrections from last week? 
Um, I actually don't. There wasn't anything egregious that I heard myself say. So, uh, you know, we, we got a clean slate this time. Yes. Uh, I guess I guess that means that we can fuck up twice as bad this week. Yes. Yeah, I know we're probably going to hear all the rare comments from, from oh, Jeff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's all opinionation and whatever. I'm like, I'm sorry that I forgot Stephen Vince only had two items go out. Well, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I they, firmly believe, like, if there isn't a, a natural reason why something is actually rare, then it's all speculation, guys. You have no proof unless you actually work for the company and have inside knowledge. You just don't. You don't know. You don't know. And that's why knowledge is very important, and that's why I try to stress on people. When I look at prices... Uh, I just want to give you one tip. If you go on eBay, go to sold auctions. Meet somewhere in the middle of that sold auctions that they have. Some people, by the way, just don't think about it, and they just buy something. And what happens is they're like vultures. If they see one person buy them, they put them up for that same price. So just make sure like that. Please do not do bids, and also please do offers. Yeah, you're going to get shit the bed with a bunch of offers. There's going to be a bunch of jerks. There's going to be dudes that like put like a money requirements on there and stuff, but it's probably the best place where you can get deals. And if you have good feedback on there, it definitely benefits you when you're trying to do those bids. So just a little tip out there for you guys if you're collecting. Oh, well, that's it for episode seven. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for uh, supporting us. Uh, also, uh, I'm on uh, GI Gamer 1981. I just got 90 followers. I am 10 from 100. Hell yeah, bro. Good for so you. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I, I appreciate all the love and respect that everyone's been uh, giving us over this time period. Everyone seems to love the show, and we're going to keep progressing on as possible. Uh, is there anything you want to uh, promote or tell everybody about? Um, you know, I've talked about my book. You already said that um, it's up for 20 more days, so I'm really not going to push, push, push until uh, probably that last week. Um, yeah, to those of you who have already backed my book, thank you guys so much. Can't thank you enough. Uh, it means the world to me to have that sort of support, um, for one of my passion projects. Um, the only other thing that I have to say is that, uh, this is episode, uh, seven for us, seven for us. Yep. So we have three more, uh, we're going to consider every 10 episodes a season. So we have season two starting, uh, the 30th of August, if my math isn't wrong. Um, what that means is that we're going to be, uh, in our words, leveling up or stepping up our game. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to personally stop saying, um, so much and, uh, repeating the same stupid shit that I say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I annoy myself so bad whenever I listen to myself talk because I say the same shit over and over again. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loud and I talk too much, so I I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, so the, for those uh, for those of you who are annoyed by some of our mannerisms, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I it's beyond my control sometimes because I don't I don't realize. But the more I listen to myself talk, the more I can control uh, those things that I repeat. So no, I, I know like, that I'm just working about it, and I am very aware. I, I like Ricky Bobby. I still don't want to do it with my hands right now. That's that's <laughs> the problem. I don't want to do it with my hands, uh, but. Uh, definitely appreciate everything like that. Amara works really hard on this uh, this podcast, you know, editing the videos and doing all that stuff. And then we're also going to be do- upgrading some of the equipment for myself so we can do the unboxings together and some other things to make it better. He he uh, hounded me to get a 400-hour modem so I could be super fast now. 
Yeah, and look I how love crystal it clear it. you are, man. I know. I am shiny. I ain't all blurred it's out. It's like you're right in front of me. It's like I'm on a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, if you guys got any feedback, please leave us comments in YouTube. If you want to see what we, you know, our pickups and things like that, please watch on YouTube. But also support Spotify and Apple. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And remember, as I always tell you, don't treat your games like stocks. Open those things and also make sure your dogs and cats get neutered. Have a good week. <laughs> Thanks a lot.